0: Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment.
1: This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention.
0: Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. The show.
1: Caroline Zook, this is Jason Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, which is an unboring group coaching program for intentional online business owners.
0: And we are coming at you today with 10 key decisions that we made in 2019 to double the growth of our business while also having probably the toughest year of our lives.
1: How did we do it? We're going to tell you.
0: So if you're listening to this uh, in your favorite podcast player of choice, if you've been a subscriber of our show, guess what? That's coming back. It is. So March?
1: Yes, March. As of now first week of March.
0: March 2020. Look forward to it. We'll see if
1: we get punched in the face next year. Different
0: name? Different format? Possibly different
1: name. Similar format, but maybe a little different.
0: Ooh. Um, Intriguing. Intrigue. Desire.
1: Dropping little nuggets of yep excitement
0: and uh and then if you're watching this on youtube we will be recording the show like this uh and that will be coming out at the same time so you'll be able to watch it you'll be able to listen just like we kind of did before uh, and we'll see how it goes for the for 2020.
1: but if you're listening to this right now or watching it i guess you're like whoa didn't see this coming
0: yeah yeah this is like a little little surprise they're like hey we're still alive we still, alive. We're we're still, still make we still make things we know how to turn on a video camera so. but
1: the reason that we wanted to do that is because we were having a lot of conversations wrapping up the year and doing kind of our planning for next year. And we realized, wow, we were still able to grow our business. Well, double our business, actually, in monthly recurring revenue. And it was the the worst year I have personally have ever sure. had yeah. in my life. And we'll for sure in our business. And I thought that is really interesting of, of sharing that with you guys. Not only how we were able to kind of survive uh, just a huge hit to our business, but actually grow within that. And we have 10 kind of key things that we did to do that and it also kind of takes you on a review of our year if you're someone who's interested in the behind the scenes of someone else's business I'm a super lurker stalky stalky like that yeah so. we, we
0: also for the past couple years we've always written a year-end review this year we're not actually writing year-end review we're, we're sharing it with our coaching folks uh, which is really fun so that's kind of where it's going to be uh, but it's always a fun thing to look back and then look forward so we'll do that at the end after we go through the 10 key decisions and also for any Plaxico fans at home our dog if you know him he is right here you might
1: get some good snoring you might
0: get some snores or, he might cross
1: your fingers. trample
0: across all right let's jump into okay. the first key I got, decision
1: i got notes here yeah that's right we're being more prepared these days <laughs> um okay so the first key decision we listened to customer feedback and launched a more niche flagship product so these kind of go a little bit chronologically but just paint the picture for the folks of kind of where we were at the end of last year i get
0: it because we're in front of your painting
1: paint the picture this is your art
0: studio where you do paint actually it's your fart studio. <laughs> at Uh, at
1: the end of last year and why we led to build build without burnout so
0: actually i'll just even step one step further back if you are just new to wandering aimfully maybe you stumbled across this you subscribed to our channel we you hadn't watched any other videos you're like wait who are you people i forgot we started wandering aimfully in 2018 with the idea of combining both of our businesses together we both had online businesses and to come together because we had a lot of overlap in our audience and a lot of overlap in our skills and we talked about a lot of the same things and we just felt like there was a lot to share a lot of experiences and things we wanted to kind of put out into the world through this ethos of wandering
1: Plus, we were spending 95% of our time together, and we really wanted to up it to 98% of our time
0: together. You gotta get as much time spent together as possible to really test the relationship. (laughs) Uh, So Wandering Aimfully started as a monthly membership program. So the idea was you could get access to all these courses that we've made. I have an online course platform called Tea Tree. I mean, we do. And a bunch of other stuff, and you would pay $100 a month to get that. And kind of our little twist was at the end of paying $2,000 total, you stop paying us, you never pay us again, you continue to get things. Okay. So we had evolved this. So,
1: so that was the product, a that membership was, product, Yep. Wandering Aimfully. We launched. We did pre-orders kind of in May, of, May of
0: 2018. 2018,
1: but officially launched in late August, early September.
0: Yep, yep, shout out to our pre-order buyers, you guys are awesome. And actually, really fun, those peeps have just finished paying off their membership, so they you ne- guys are ready. They
1: get everything in the future, yeah, forever, never pays and again. never us again. So... Also, some context about that time we only had about three weeks or four weeks of good, like we launched the business before I came down with shingles.
0: Yes, so and that was so
1: began yeah. the health journey of Carol from, yeah. you know, fall of last year to fall of this year and the hardest year of my life. But, um, so we went through that, kind of came out the other side of that, and at the end of 2018, we were seeing that we were getting signups, but we were like, you know what. We're going to listen to, we were asking our customers, okay, you know, what's preventing you from maybe you're interested in wandering aimfully, but you haven't signed up yet. Like, what's the deal? Why don't you want to be in this membership? And a lot of them said, it's just too broad. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think there were three things that I was hearing because I'm very close to our customers. That's
1: your Why they cancel,
0: why they don't join. And there were three things. So one was... I'm very overwhelmed when I join and that's why people cancel because they're like, I just don't even know what to do. It's too much stuff, which is really interesting. The second one was what you were just saying, which is it's very broad. What exactly are you guys gonna do for me? And even for us to explain it, Like, it was very hard for us to explain who we were for, what problem we solved, how we were going to make that happen. Every
1: person, I think, when they're buying a product wants that confirmation of, oh, this was created for me, and so I'm going to get use out of it. So that was another kind of hole.
0: And the third thing that we heard, and this started to kind of trickle in a little bit more, uh, and we really just started to notice it, that it made sense, which was $100 a month for a membership program when you're not getting ongoing new things constantly that you can look forward to it's weird. It doesn't, it's, it's hard for people to wrap their head around paying for existing stuff and not getting new stuff on a consistent basis. To be fair,
1: we had originally had that loosely in our ideas. Like, um, in September of 2018, we did this back to business basics. We kind of had a monthly theme, so we had tested that, but my health, when that took a downturn, we had to put it on hold. And I think that was the first time we realized like, okay, we didn't really have a solid, um, plan of thinking this entirely through from the beginning in terms of what people are going to get ongoing. So that was our first, again, you're going to find out a lot of nuggets that we picked up along the way that led to, I think, just Honing things and optimizing them as the year went on
0: and there will be many lessons that we hope you take away from this conversation One of which being you're not going to create a perfect business plan So we set out we were planning everything all this membership all these things all this stuff and we didn't even think about Well, what's the ongoing? like we thought about it, but we just didn't have time to spend any resources on it So
1: so funny enough though Going back to the whole purpose of this first thing We decided it's funny to me that we didn't go back to the monthly thing to our way of solving that problem was let's give people one kind of flagship product. And let's really position the membership around this product and that you get the other stuff as like an added bonus. And so we created a program called Build Without Burnout because we wanted it to specifically be for people who wanted to transition out of client work. To creating a digital course like that's what we had a lot of um, designers a lot of freelancers and that's the thing that we had done in our own businesses was we did client work and then we transitioned away from it using um digital courses and our spin on it was let's do the program over six months so you do it a week at a time and you don't get burnt out because we know from creating digital courses if you try to do it in three weeks time you're gonna go nuts yeah and also we saw a lot of these other courses out there that teach you how to do courses, they don't talk about content. They don't talk about building an audience. Like, it's a little bit of a, not bait and switch, but, hey, just build the course and they'll come. And it's like, no, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. So we built, build us up right now. We redesigned our homepage. And I think when we launched it, we got... Thirty new members.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about thirty new members that that signed up. So we were on this like monthly launch schedule with Modern Game Fleet to promote it, to kind of open the doors. So we kind of did open and closed every single month, and and it, it worked. But it just felt like it wasn't sustainable. It felt like if we weren't going to create something big and new, like Build Without Burnout, we weren't going to get consistent uh, sales for the membership. So, uh, I think that's kind of where this one finishes up, is
1: yep, get, listening to
0: customer feedback. Uh, and, and I guess the interesting thing is, going even forward further about the customer feedback, that, that point about a membership seeming expensive at $100 a month, but coaching not seeming expensive at $100 well, a month? we'll get to that. Oh, okay, great. I didn't, you know, just.
1: We'll get to that. But teaser,
0: teaser alert. Again,
1: like I said, we're picking up a lot of nuggets and we're listening to feedback along the way. So that was our first little thing that we tucked in our back pocket is like, people are saying things about like, okay, 100 bucks a month for a membership seems expensive. Yeah. Even though you get way more than any other membership. But anyway, cool. so we were listening to that.
0: So key decision number one, we listened.
1: We listened, we launched Build a Thought Burnout. That got us a nice little revenue boost. Number two. So we decided to put our content schedule, which being the podcast and even social on hold. And so the one thing that I wanted to point out with this is when you, this is about the time where things were really like in January, right when we launched Build Without Burnout, I really was starting to have the worst symptoms of my anxiety.
0: And we have a whole episode on anxiety. If you want to go back, I think it's episode
1: 26.
0: Maybe I can't remember, but uh, but like i was like debilitated
1: comment. so i could not work and so basically we went down from having two people to work on the business to one person and the reason i wanted to share this and what why it's counterintuitively a way to grow is that you sometimes you have to use situations like this to force you to decide what's important in your business and so for us unfortunately the thing that we knew like could go and it kind of had to go was the content um and like that sucked because i do know that people love the podcast oh yeah
0: i mean we we sent out a survey after people joined the membership when it was a membership and one of the reasons that probably i would say about 30 percent of people who signed up they said they found us through the podcast or through the youtube channel and so there was data that told us that this was working this format was working to not probably be the entry point for people to become a customer but to Go check out articles, check out our site, check out the membership, come listen to them and go, Oh, yeah, these are my people. They, they resonate with me. They're not the like seven figure business owner people. They're trying to do all that. They're intentional. They care about life balance. They care about doing work that matters and that feels important to you. And that comes through very clearly through this format.
1: Yeah. And I just think it's really interesting because I think when something like a really terrible thing in life happens or something that you didn't expect happens, I think some people feel like they just want to power through and do anything they can to make everything look like it's okay and to keep the content schedule going and to keep the social going so that you don't like you know backslide or anything like that and i just remember thinking like if we try to keep this up i'm never going to be able to heal And something like mental health or a health crisis kind of puts that into perspective for you. I would like to note that I wrote in here something that I think you'll appreciate, which was a sports metaphor. Oh, wow. Here we go. Rare for me. Let's see. You told me about a term. I couldn't remember the term about when players, they, body management or like.
0: Oh, load management. Load management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason told
1: you about this thing called load management in the NBA where players sit out games so that they can be fully at their top performance during the playoffs, right?
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Okay. So that's what I wrote. I said, like basketball players that know they need to sit out before the playoffs, I knew that we had to sit out on our podcast and our content so that I could heal, so that I could come back to our business kind of full force.
0: Yep. And lesson that Load I will management. I'm gonna try and come up with like a lesson. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Uh I'm gonna try and like pluck out a little lesson if I can from each one of these just from my brain. Okay. Uh you have to find the thing that you can give up when you need more time. And so for us, social media is always the first to go. As great as it is to connect, as great as it is to feel like there's some back and forth and some really good interaction, it's the first thing we cut when we need more time.
1: Because it's the amount of time invested for the return. Yep. So we know that it's powerful, but you really have to pour a lot into social media in order to get a lot out of it. Yep. And so we know that if, if push comes to shove, we can pour that energy into something else that moves the needle more. Yep. That's just what works for our business.
0: Cool, Kay. all right.
1: Number three, the, the, in the key decisions that we made to grow our business this year, We invested in my mental health recovery and made that a priority. So this kind of piggybacks off the last one, but we really decided that we were going to go all in on making on not fixing this problem because by the way, anxiety is not a problem to be fixed. If you have mental health issues, I don't believe that you are a person who needs to be fixed, but in addressing this issue and allowing me to learn how to cope with it and come up with a solution. Um, so that I could be like a, a functioning person again. Yep. And I remember you sat down and you said, like, I, I was coming up with all of these ideas cause I was so desperate. I was like, should we go to this neurofeedback person? Should we go, should I go to therapy every week?
0: Should Get my I head amputated?
1: Just, just from right the eye, off the top. From the just eyebrows take up. it off the top. Eyebrows up. And you said, and I was like, but it's so much money. Like all these things, it's, it was a lot of money. And you just said, if there's like, what better thing to spend your money on than you healing and becoming, like, a whole person again. And I was like, okay, good point.
0: I mean, it's trips to Cabo, mental health. Uh, It's close. close. (laughs) Um,
1: And so we just did everything that we could in that season. And we just said, we're going to figure out the business. Like, we didn't overly freak out about it and just said, this is our priority right now. And so during that, the spring, I saw so many doctors. I went to so many therapy appointments. I did whatever I could to discover the root of what was you, know, you took your
0: first online course.
1: I took an online course on anxiety and it actually was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I will say that this, I just because we love being honest with you guys and that's one of our core beliefs and core values when it comes to things of wandering aimfully, we went into debt to pay for all of these things and we had climbed our way out of debt. We have another video on the channel of how we got out of $124,000 in debt a couple of years ago.
1: Thankfully, my brain isn't that expensive.
0: Yeah, but it, it was one of those things where it was almost like a gut check for me and maybe for you as well to go, Oh, I just don't want to get back into debt. But what's the point in not spending money on mental health? Because if you can't get better, like it doesn't matter.
1: Right. And that's kind of what that entire number three is all about is when, when you have something that's so disruptive in your life and you can't survive, like you can't get up and do anything in the day and and it's really inhibiting your livelihood as a person you have to do everything in your power to address that. yeah, And that has to be your top priority. And I, this might be a controversial opinion, but I don't care if it puts you in a debt. I don't care because there's nothing that is worth like spending money on more than you as a person and your vitality. Yeah, we talked
0: about that. I mean, it's easy to look back now and be like, spend all the money on your mental health and blah, 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 But like every new doctor that we saw, every appointment that we went to, like we kind of had like a, oh, I don't really want to spend this money. But then we would just come back to like, what's the point of having money if not to spend it on making sure that you stay alive right. or that you stay sane or that you can get through the day because there was a time earlier this year when it was extremely hard for you to get through minutes in the day. It was
1: minute by minute. And I, yeah. I don't say that lightly. So, and truthfully, looking back, like had I not found... My therapist had I. My therapist led me to the neurofeedback doctor. The neurofeedback doctor, who was very expensive, led me to the doctor who helped me with my nutritional deficiencies. And that was the thing that moved the needle the most for me. Like I just found I was my nutrition and my my um, vitamins and minerals were so out of sync in my body. And that was what like I, I always have you know, baseline anxiety, but that was like really causing things to be severe. Had we not said we're going to go all in on trying to find a solution, we wouldn't have found that. And I could still be in the place that I was before and we could not be working on the business at all. So. We
0: wouldn't be filming this video, that's for sure. That's
1: for dang sure. Key
0: lesson, invest in your mental health. Be willing to do that.
1: Right, okay. Number four, we experimented more often with marketing and sales efforts. We is a strong word because during this time, during this time. <laughs> I didn't even know what you were saying until you said, I was like, oh
0: yeah, we. During
1: yeah. this time, I'm not working at all. Yeah. I'm watching every season of Survivor I How many did you get through? Seven or eight. There's like 40. Oh, yeah. there's More than that. Seven or eight, no seasons, like full seasons. Oh, okay, gotcha. There's like okay. a billion episodes in each season. Okay. Anyway, I'm doing anything to distract myself and to work my mental health. I'm journaling every day. I'm taking my anxiety course. Anyway, my mental health was my job. Meanwhile, we need to pay the bills. So this hero over here was keeping the ship afloat, Plexico. Plexico. And you were like just experimenting left and right to try to drum up any more membership um, sales that we could. So yeah. talk to them about. Deciding to do the test drive, talk to him about doing the free trial and all the different things that you tried.
0: So, we basically, by the end of 2018, Wandering Aimfully's recurring revenue, I think, was at about
1: $7,000. $7,000.
0: Yeah. Uh, So it got to about $7,000, which is not enough for us to pay all of our bills and live our entire lives and all the things that we want. So we had to keep growing some way because otherwise we were going to go into debt to continue to live, which is not fun. Uh, So I just kept trying to think of, okay, what are ways that we can get people to see the membership, to experience it? Because once people get in and they aren't overwhelmed by it and they do feel like it's for them and they see a clear path that they can work through they really feel like it's an amazing value for the money spent and they can learn some things, they can be in this community, they can get access to really me at the time. And so I just knew that I needed more people to be able to see what it was. So the first thing that I thought about was building this test drive experience where it wasn't just a free trial where you get in, you can kick the tires. It was actually me breaking down, I think it was the top six things that you would get. So it was the custom dashboard we built and like how you could save all the things that you wanna go through. It was a Slack community. It was one-on-one access to us. It was an example of how to build courses in Tea Tree. So it was all these different things and you basically entered your email to check out the test drive. Uh, I think I sent like, two or three emails manually to the first, I think it was 50 people. So I didn't want to set up an email sequence. I just didn't have time to like get all that stuff. Cause Again, it's very technical. Mode, right? Yeah. So I just was sending emails to people just being like, Hey, thanks for signing up to the test drive. Let me know if you have any questions. Like a day later I created this spreadsheet. So I would just follow up and be like, Hey, any questions see like, anything? And I started to realize as I sent these emails a couple of them were resonating with people that they would reply with and they would go oh yeah so then I built a little simple email sequence so that when people signed up it would send them an email so that was really great the test drive experience did well for a certain chunk of time and my hypothesis my buddy Paul Jarvis and I talked about this and I think he made a really good point was everybody who was on the fence about joining wandering and had known about it went through the test drive, it kind of confirmed that they wanted to join and then they joined. Because at a certain point, the test drive, it people were signing up for it, but then they weren't signing up for a membership and it just kind of dwindled off. So
1: you're saying, based on your data, you figured it was a really good way to get people who were already kind of in the, for lack of a better term, funnel, yep. to kind of the end of the funnel. Yeah, so. And, so, and close the sale, but not cold traffic because to. Because
0: it was basically like one out of three people or one out of four people in the beginning would sign up for a membership, yeah. which I was like,
1: yeah. "Oh, this Dang. is amazing!" I remember even in the midst of like my recovery, you coming in and be like, "I figured it out." Yeah,
0: seriously, I thought I did, and then it just hit a point where it, it you know, it didn't work consistently anymore. Um, but it was still getting people signed up to our email list and still getting people in and experiencing wandering Aimfully, So that was really helpful. So then I did uh, a free. I ended up doing a free trial, mm-hmm. uh, which was a seven-day trial because I wanted to test if someone put their credit card in basically said like let me check this out for seven days and then they would either get kicked out or they would get charged Uh, and that just had a really high churn rate. Mm -hmm. I mean it was just not a lot of people signed up for it and the majority of people that signed up canceled and that just I don't know it just didn't feel right to me and it didn't feel like it was something I wanted to keep doing moving forward. Yeah. Uh, So there was that and then I I think I even did a high touch thing where basically like you could set up a call with me and we could chat and I didn't do that for very long just because I didn't have much time to do it.
1: Or like mental effort because amidst all of this like Obviously, you're worried about me. You are... Building doing, build Burnout. <laughs> yeah. You had to finish building build without build Burnout because we were... I got sick right at the end of when we were building it. All of that. You're doing all the cooking, all the cleaning. You're taking me to every doctor's appointment. Running you, tea tree. You're running tea tree. You're keeping all the bills being paid. Like, you really...
0: Kept plaques alive.
1: And you kept plaques alive. Yeah, that was, alive. The most,
0: that was the most important part.
1: So, but the point with that one, with number four, is like... I don't know. I think... Well, A, it's two things. It's if you're in a situation where you are, again, in survival mode, something has gone awry and you're trying to keep the business a flute, <laughs> mm. Keep the business if a If you're flute. trying
0: to keep your business a flute. <laughs> a flute.
1: Um, I just want to remind you, like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, try whatever you need to try. Do the uh, the not, non-automated emails. Yes. Do the high-touch thing. Like, just try it. Like, what do you have to lose kind of thing? And then, by the way, like, you got a lot of interesting data from doing all that. Oh, absolutely.
0: And I think for anything that came out of that for me was for us moving forward, it's to really try and be intentional about continuing to experiment, continuing to test sales funnels, for lack of a better term, uh, and really see what resonates with your audience. Because you may be a person watching or listening to this going oh yeah, I have wanted to try a free trial and boom, that thing works really well for your type of customer. Uh, But maybe it doesn't work at all, but you should try it and test that assumption. So that's really kind of the big takeaway from that one. It's also something we really try and preach now as unboring business coaches, the experimenter's mindset, constantly letting the data tell you if your assumptions are true or false because so many times we count ourselves out before we even let the data tell us if we were right or wrong. Uh, And I just think those things are important.
1: I wish I had the numbers here because I feel like that really got us Like quite a bit more during that time. Yeah. Oh, for
0: sure. So that time, while I was doing all those experiments, I kind of remember because I was writing this uh, enough journal, right? uh, And I was kind of keeping up with that. It essentially went from seven thousand at the beginning of the year, and I think the highest it got to was eleven thousand five hundred. And so I, through all those experiments, almost doubled our revenue, and that was by like April. So that was in just a couple months doing all those things. Now, granted, I was working really hard to mm-hmm. do all of this stuff. So it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was sustainable. And none of them felt like they were going to be a forever thing. Mm-hmm. And part of that goes back to the thing we were selling, the product, wasn't a perfect fit for it people. It wasn't a perfect fit. Which we are still trying to figure so, out. But I think we've gotten a better fit. To-
1: I talk about this a lot in like, well, my necklace just broke. Your necklace just broke? You guys saw it live. Oh, Um, It's cool. just one of the links I think was loose.
0: What this did- is
1: a charm for you. <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to the QVC channel with two people. I don't know why I went to a really, really bizarre- <laughs> I
1: went bizarre... To like a weird leprechauny place. Yeah, that's kind of know. where I followed. He has a lucky charm. For um,
0: just $9.72, <laughs> you can have this charm. There's only one. Call him now.
1: <laughs> and then that just took me into call, uh, Cleo, Miss Cleo. Call me now.
0: Come on, you gotta do it. Call me now. Oh, you gotta get into good it. That's a Cleo. Yeah, thank you.
1: Okay, so where was I going? I went into the charm.
0: Uh, I don't know. Let's move on to the key no, 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 point because no, we, we're, we're, we're going to be here for like care. six hours. Let's move care. on to key lesson okay. number five. Okay, fine. We went Guys, on. I'm
1: going to circle back. Number five. We shared honestly and authentically with our community about what was going on. So I think this is really important. During this entire process when I'm basically MIA, we were sharing about it. So we weren't on social or anything, but we did a couple of posts that were just like, hey, if you don't see us around here for a while, here's what's going on. And there
0: was one day you sat in a dog bed and there was a beautiful sunset and you were miserable. But I was like, I mean, this is a great photo. And I took the photo and shared it. It just
1: encompassed my mental state at the time. But the reason this is important is because I think, I think too many people try to keep up this perfect image of online business. And they're so afraid to let their community see if they're struggling or if something in life is like not going perfectly. And we've never been that way just because I don't know how to Fake stuff. Well,
0: I, I was that way during my Irish shirt days. Well, that's true. Yeah, and I learned some really hard lessons about that. When you set your business up to you always have to be on, you always have to be perfect, you always have to be in, like, everything's Happy, going right. Yeah. You set yourself up for failure because eventually something's going to hit you in the face and if you can't be honest and open and, and kind of people scatter, like, when the lights turn on, that's not good. So and I you learned be early
1: on with Made Vibrant that the more honest you are, the, A, the deeper the connection you build with your audience and, B, the more that you attract people who can see you at your best and your worst. It's like, it's like dating. Like, if you date a guy and you have to, like, go to sleep at night with the full face of makeup, up. And you're afraid to have that guy see you with no makeup on.
0: Wouldn't that just ruin pillowcases? It's exhausting. Doesn't it ruin pillowcases. It, I'm sure. Yeah, but instead,
1: it. you you want to find somebody who can see you with your makeup on, see you without your makeup on, see you at your best, see you at your worst, and you can just relax and be yourself. And so every step of the way, especially inside the community, Jason was communicating with them like, "Hey, here's what's going on." Like, and the community was so supportive. And yeah. I I really do believe that some people, especially the pre-order people, like didn't cancel because they were like, you know what, this a I I'm enjoying what I'm getting, but yeah. be like, I want to support these people that I care about and I want to see them get back on their feet and I'm enjoying this community. And so I think that was really key. And, and I, I know it was key for them knowing that when I got healthy again, they were gonna get some amazing things because they trusted us, but they just knew that in the interim, that's why they're not getting ongoing.
0: Yeah, and I know it can be hard if you're someone who maybe doesn't have like a a bunch of products and services that people get access to that they can like keep them busy, if you will, essentially. Or if you're a one person business and you don't have someone to take over, that can be really hard. But I do think I would really push anybody listening to this show or watching this show I imagine that you're the type of person who attracts an audience that will Be okay with the fact that you are honest about life not being perfect and you are, you can be yourself and you can say, hey, I need to take a break for a couple months and people aren't going to just unsubscribe and delete and cancel and all that stuff. They're going to stick around because they're there for you and you are providing value. Yeah,
1: and maybe some people do leave, but the ones that do stick around are the ones that are going to support you going forward.
0: They're your forever peeps.
1: Forever peeps. Number six. Okay, number six. So we launched small products to get a cash injection when we needed it. So this specifically I'm talking about Thicket, but... This is, and best spot. And best spot. this is around the end of the summer where I have figured out a little bit of the nutrition aspect. I'm starting, to feel, like a starting human. to feel like a human. Again, you can see that I'm healing. We have a
0: photo of you standing in the dog bed. That was a good Enjoying turning point. The sunset. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I, I started, we, we discussed me kind of coming back on only a couple of hours a day basis. What can I do? And I was coming out of this like deep dark hole. So it was really about what work can I do that I am going to enjoy and not feel anxious about. And at the time I just had this itch to do design. And so we had this idea to do um, a design series on YouTube. You may have watched some of the videos and to launch this Squarespace template at the end of it.
0: Yep, yeah. So this was really just one of those things where I was already doing the experiments. I was doing the community management for Wandering Aimfully all of those things, writing the weekly emails, like everything to keep that part of the business going. And this was an opportunity where you were like, I can't do any of that stuff because it really stresses me out and I don't want to open my laptop and look at all those things. What can I do? And so we just kind of carved out a little space for you to create something that could create a cash injection, as we said. And it was just really helpful. To yeah, we didn't make a ton of money, and I think it was made
1: like three grand.
0: Oh no, we made a total of six thousand dollars between oh, okay. the two. There you go. Yeah, but we had expenses, so it's not like that we just walked away with that money. Oh, but, between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had I've, two. I honestly forgot we did. Baspa. Baspa. Yeah. Uh, everyone loves Baspa. <laughs> so yeah, these Squarespace templates were a really good exercise for you to be able to come back into work mode. I think it was also a really great way for you to ease back into working yeah because if you had just gone right back into all the stuff with the morning aimfully there's a lot of pressure i think there's probably a lot of guilt that you would have had and this got you into something where it could provide value it was interesting content for us to talk about right and
1: then everyone inside the membership got it so and and honestly at that point we were still on this a little bit of a hamster wheel where we were like in order to make this membership worthwhile for people, we need to keep adding to it. Right. Like we were like, we're going to add you know, Build Without Burnout in January. We're going to add Thicket. And, and
0: more on the products side of things. So we actually have to like build a full product to add to which it. Which
1: is going to come back into play when we talk about another Ooh.
0: Item. But
1: anyway, we were still in that mentality where it was like, okay, well, we know the thing that works is that we always get an injection of people when we have a new product. And so um, that was more about a cash injection, not yeah. getting memberships. But anyway. What's really
0: fun, I looked at this the other day. I think out of the, about 100 people purchased our Thicket Squarespace template, 10% of those people converted to coaching. Oh, that's Our neat. new coaching program. So it was almost like their lead-in. Yeah. Oh, There's a feather in the wind. Uh, it was almost like their lead-in product to us, and I think that they realized the thoroughness, the attention to detail in that Squarespace template was unbelievable, and that basically show them like, okay, yeah, for a hundred bucks a month, like I want these people to tell me what to do with my business and things show up every month, so. Yeah,
1: and I also, the note that I wanna make as well is that sometimes we, in our business, we call this um, legacy versus longevity. There are times where you want to work on the thing, the legacy thing, which is the thing that for us it's, it's, well now it's coaching, but for us it was the membership. It's like the thing, the big thing at the end of the rainbow that we're trying to get to is like this enough number it's our core pro- product that we're really proud of but sometimes you have to swing the pendulum back to longevity which is getting a cash injection which is going to give you give your business the runway to be able to work on the legacy thing does that make sense so yeah. like sometimes you have to kind of put the thing that is your baby on the back you gotta put the baby on the back burner. Oh, that's a thing to say. Yeah. Don't put the baby on the stove, but metaphorically put the baby on the back burner so that you can do something that can get you some quick cash in order to give and you a little bit more. Within. I think
0: anybody who watches this or listens who has clients knows yes. that like pull of, I just want to work on my digital product or this thing or this passion, but I need to get one more client because I've got to be able to bridge the gap between the finances that I need to pay down, whatever things that came up. And that's okay. That's just part of this entire journey.
1: Yeah. I think of it as like, you have like a, like a card game and you have these cards and sometimes anyone who likes card games knows you got to play a card at the right time in order to win the game. What card? Longevity.
0: No, what card is it?
1: It's the Ace of Spades. Oh. And then other times you got to play your legacy card so you can fill your bucket back up and you can be excited about your business. And so you just got to play your cards at the right time. Cool. Okay. Number seven. We, this is a big one. We reap, we're, we're about to get some momentum heading into the end of the year, you guys. We repositioned our offering from a membership to a coaching program. Let's talk about the decision to do this about the time that I started actually being able to think about our business again yep. which was let's say August September I we had so many conversations about like okay we've had this feedback for so long now that people are just feeling like in the membership space $100 a month feels like expensive and I remember reading this medium article I wish maybe we'll link it somewhere probably not about re I had <laughs> for just this, being honest I had this like strategic f- like intuition that we needed to reposition our product, not as a membership, but as something else. So I was like Googling repositioning and how to reposition your product. And I remember somebody saying in this medium article, like it matters what category you put yourself in, in the way that people see the value of your product. So hundred dollars as a membership, when people are comparing it to recurring revenue, things like Netflix and Hulu and even it, other business memberships. Yeah, like
0: I think Fizzle is one a lot of people know about. Maybe if they're even comparing, do you know with how it, much they're thirty five bucks? Okay,
1: or yeah. like a Skillshare, all yeah. these like other professional kind of membership things, and a hundred bucks then seems very expensive. Although we believe, first of all, you're getting a Teachery subscription in it, so it's yeah. like that's fifty dollars A Piece alone. of software, yeah. Um, and so, but we, you know, it was very hard to communicate that. So we were like, okay, how can we reposition this as something? where it's a similar product, but we're putting it in a category where people don't suddenly go, oh, that's an expensive membership. They go, oh, that's actually a really well, affordable coaching program.
0: Yeah, and part of this, for for me especially, was just really honing in, and we had multiple conversations about this in 2019, which is like, what do we do for people? Correct. What, like, just at the very like bottom line, like, what is the foundational thing that we bring to other people in the world? and. It is to help them understand how to navigate the murky waters of online business and how to have more fun with it, how to grow their revenue intentionally, how to have more time in their life and not just focus on business and growth and all those things. And I was already doing so much of this in our Slack channel via email with our members.
1: Coaching people, telling them what they need to work. The thing that you, I think, were really good at that we plucked out is your type of personality is so direct and so the opposite of second guessing that you had this amazing ability to imprint your confidence into someone else and say, Forget about all the million things swirling around in your head. Here's what you need to focus on. You have to build up your content in order to do this X, Y, and Z goal that you've said. And you just have like a clarity that people I think really resonate with. And that's hard for a lot of people that is coaching.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it was a big, I wrote a full article about the mindset shift that I had to go through to be okay. Calling myself a business coach, because you really get lumped in. You want to talk about mental categorization. You can quickly get lumped into a whole group of people that don't feel like they have any business being business coaches
1: they're just selling secondhand knowledge they really didn't want to be lumped into that category
0: but the way that i reframed it going back to a sports metaphor was and i played basketball uh, up until the collegiate level and there just becomes a certain point when you don't have a love to play the game anymore maybe your body's worn down maybe you just have done it for a long time or maybe you just want to move on but then you can naturally move into coaching other people who have a love to play the game. And when I thought about it that way, I was like, oh, that actually makes sense. Like I've been in business now for almost 15 years. I've created all these different things. I've done all this stuff. I have so much knowledge and experience I can share and the directness, the practical application of these things. But I also, and one thing that I realized too, which was I don't get as excited about us making a sale anymore as I do as helping someone make their sale. Exactly. And that was a big shift for me to go, Oh, okay. Well, I think that means that I actually should lean into being an unboring business coach and we find our own way to do this and have fun with it.
1: Yeah. So during that time, we did a lot of things. So we, A, just conceptually, yes, repositioned it. We did a lot of work on kind of starting up the brand from at the very beginning. Like what's our messaging? Who are we going for? etc. We redesigned, um, we did a couple of like brand refresh things. We redesigned the sales page so that it was clear that we were selling coaching we um what else do we do so oh, we we made it very clear like what is the product so we um planned out these unborn coaching sessions yep i don't know if you remember we did have this idea to do these immersives like yep. more intensive
0: yeah because we put one on the homepage for a while just of like oh would you be interested in this and see if people would be interested
1: yeah but instead we decided okay we're actually going to do these monthly sessions here's exactly what you're going to get you're going to get this workbook you're going to get a two-hour live session a theme every month that kind of thing Um, and we really like planned that out of what does that look like? And then something also that I wanted to share that I think was interesting is we positioned it not as a hundred dollars a month, but as it's a $600 program for six months that you pay in hundred dollar installments. And what that does is it really encourages people not to churn out.
0: Yeah. Knock on wood. We have not had a single coaching person who signed up cancel yet.
1: Exactly, which Uh, is very different from the high churn of the $100 membership. And I think that is proof, A, that the repositioning was a good move, and then B, that we're actually delivering something that people find valuable.
0: Yeah, and and it's definitely one of those things where we couldn't have known this in the beginning, so we just kind of had to go through test a bunch of things, try a bunch of things, kind of figure out, and maybe coaching won't be the thing that we do in 2021. Like Maybe this will just be the thing for the next year, but we're okay with it being the thing now because we really enjoy it. Our members really enjoy it. It was a natural transition for people who are already paying us to just be like, hey, you're kind of getting the same thing. Don't worry about your payments aren't going to change. Nothing's going to happen with that. It's just we're calling it something different on the front end. And then we've also kept the kind of membership lifetime deal thing uh, as its own called Wandering Aimfully Unlimited. And so the business uh, kind of strategy here is someone buys a six month coaching package and at the end of the six months, they can upgrade to Wandering Aimfully Unlimited and just apply that $600 to the total that they would pay. Or they can do coaching again, or you can just jump right to Wandering Aimfully Unlimited if you want.
1: So we touched on this a little bit, but moving on to number eight, we streamlined our homepage and clarified our messaging. So this is, I said it a little yep. bit once we decided we were going to do unborn coaching, but it makes me so happy. Like when I see people in our community or on social basically repeating the messaging that we are putting out there. Like that's how you know that your messaging is clear and resonant. So people will say, I love their unboring coaching. I love their unboring coaching. Like this idea of adding the unboring to it is just our little way of sneaking in a differentiator so that people know this is not a regular coaching program that you see everybody else on the internet. Like we make it super fun. We have a theme every month. We are silly. We are goofy so that you can learn in a fun way things to focus on in your business and so people are doing the hard work of telling that story for us because we intentionally reiterate the unboring coaching program everywhere
0: yeah and it becomes an easier story to tell
1: exactly so
0: the membership the wandering aim for the membership is very hard to describe and we would even hear that from people like I don't know how to tell a friend about this. Yeah. Like I want them to join, but I don't even know what to tell them other than just, hey, you should do this, which fortunately worked a couple of times. But this becomes really easy for people to go, hey, you're an online business owner. You don't care about creating a seven figure business every single month of your life. You want to work with people who seem like they care. They're authentic. They're real. They're not having these perfect lives all the time. This is a great place for you. You can feel like you're in a safe space and you don't have to feel comparison traps and imposter syndrome and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And we also, I think, Narrowed in on these like three very clear outcome statements of grow your revenue gain more free time have more fun And that's sort of our way of taking something. That's very broad We help you do all sorts of things gain your confidence feel less lonely in your business Um, You know define your values
0: start a podcast I mean, there's just so many things like
1: tactical things But we had to kind of narrow that down into a story that people could retell like Jason said And so those are the three things that we kind of went with and it's fun to see how that has really stayed true And we even work it into our coaching program sometimes of like, these are the the three things that you're trying to do. So um, I think the messaging really worked. And then also the streamlining the homepage, we went, we stripped everything down to just a very simple, like started from scratch and just said, what if it was just one page above the fold? What would that be? And that's where we did our um, unborn coaching for intentional online business owners. Um, These are our three outcome statements. And we did the quiz experiment. I don't know if I,
0: Yeah, that was one of the experiences that we've done. It's probably going, well, I guess it'll still be up for a little while, but um, we're just really trying to have this homepage be something that stays extremely focused. One of our sessions that we did during coaching was about optimizing your website, especially your homepage, uh, and we kind of went through all this kind of uh, workflows and ideas of how to do that and why to do that because so many people, us included, have these long homepages that talk about all these things And it's just not important. You really want to get right to the heart of what you're trying to do. Yeah,
1: and it's fine if they're long, but I think a lot of people are not, us included, are not focusing on telling the story of how their business helps their customer. Instead, they're telling the story of who they are as a business. And it's just not compelling enough for someone to say, I want to hire them or buy from them or whatever. And
0: also, one clear action to take. Right. So stop giving people all the blog posts, all the contact me's, all the look at my work, all these things, just like... The homepage can serve one purpose, and we're seeing that is really starting to pay off for us.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so...
0: Two left. Two key two decisions. Two key
1: deci- decisions left. So number nine, we over-delivered on our offering and prioritized the customer experience. So um, I have never created something that people so overwhelmingly give a positive response to. You're
0: talking about the coaching sessions? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And this is something that I've talked about with multiple people now, which is we've done live video in some form with teaching or whatever for years, uh, dating all the way back for me to 2010, I think was the first time I ever did like a business workshop and nothing has resonated as much as these coaching sessions are. And I think it's really because it is fitting a really nice area of coaching that people don't normally get which is it's practical it's there's a lot of mindset it's fun it's engaging it's interesting and we also really do go above mind these workbooks that you create people rave about them it's like a 40 page handcrafted workbook for every single one of these sessions probably too much that we're putting into it
1: well this is the (laughs) point that i wanted to share is like and what ooh, I want good you- snores. Ooh, some good snores. Good snores. What I want other people to take away from this is what I mean by over-delivered is we were in- incredibly thoughtful about the experience. So we were like, we're not just going to do a live workshop like we've done before. I want, I told you when we were brainstorming and I remember distinctly, we were having the meeting of like, okay, what's it gonna be like? You know, what is gonna be included and everything? And I said, I want this day, this coaching day every month to be the day that people are the most excited about their business because that is what will keep them staying on is if they want to experience that feeling on a recurring basis because everybody knows you go to a live environment or you go to like a live event. To me, that was the equivalent where you feel so inspired, so alive, so on fire for your business. And then the day-to-day life and monotony kind of, you know, you, you fall off the wagon. But I was like, if this is a place where people can come every month, not to mention the Slack being an extension of that, where people feel excited and inspired, and then I know that we will have something that people will stick around for. And so that was my intention. And you and I together were able to create that in the curriculum, in these custom illustrations that I do for everyone. We have what's called story time in every uh, session where it's some metaphor or some illustrated story that we've created that tells the story of whatever we're trying to teach. And that's where my like I wanted to be a teacher growing up like thing comes into play But I truly love creating these curriculums for people these like mental things that they can remember so that they can go Oh, it's not just marketing. It's a bridge and here's my customer and here's my castle and it's like oh, it's not just a website that I can create for three months. It's I'm a wizard and I can make changes. And these like mental stories that people can kind of grab onto. So um, I think by investing our time into making that great, we were able to create momentum and traction.
0: Yeah, and I think it keeps people coming back every month, wanting to show up, wanting to learn, wanting to invest time in their businesses. And then the core piece for me that I really see that I think a lot of people lose out on, whether they're in a coaching program or whatever else is, we have this Slack community that is just so supportive. And so people, I think it was last month, were just sharing their homepage redesigns they were doing. And even if they weren't great, and even if they knew that they needed a lot more work, people were so encouraging and people were so helpful and people were willing to say, oh, this wasn't clear to me and I think it would be better like this. And that is also the kind of the fun of coming off of a live event. You feel like you're maybe a little bit in a silo, like you have all this energy but you don't really have anybody to share it with. Yeah. This, you have all these people who are trying to do the same thing that you are. They wanna help you succeed and they wanna be there For you. And of course, we're there too to help uh keep that going.
1: Or maybe accidentally redesign their homepage for them in SD and give them the file.
0: A couple of people got that uh, little gem. All right.
1: If you catch me on a good day, you never know what you're gonna get.
0: Key decision number 10, Carol. We've come to the end.
1: We honed our processes and became brutally discerning in choosing what projects to take on. So by the end of the year, I feel like we were in such a good place. I was feeling better with my health. We had really gotten some boosts in our revenue. We were feeling good about coaching. And the last like three or four months of the year, we really focused on processes and being consistent and trying to look for all the kind of miscommunications and for lack of a better term, the holes in our processes where we could fix them so that we can run more efficiently. And also knowing that one of our biggest pitfalls is going, is kind of the double-edged sword that I was talking about with the legacy and longevity thing is going, oh, hey, shiny object, let's create X, Y, and Z for some quick cash, but then it pulls us away from our main
0: Or let's create priority. X, Y, and Z for an idea that we have that we're excited about, and that pulls us away from the main priority. We
1: have, at any given moment, 10 ideas that are ten floating around that are... Good ideas that we could be working on, but we're only two people and we have to sustain this business that we, not have to, we get to create this, sustain sustain this business, but it's like, we always want to like, what's the new thing we can create? So, um, I think what we have done is really created a lot of processes, processes like our monthly planning. Yep. So we set intentions every single month. We have a process every single month. We've utilized Asana way more to actually keep track. We're going to do that way more in 2020. Breaking
0: big tasks into small bite-sized to do. With our
1: patented... New process that we're going to tell you about next year. Ooh. Um.
0: Do you want to give them the name? Mm-hmm.
1: It's pute. <laughs> <laughs> we love acronyms here. Yeah, and, yeah. it's um, Too many acronyms. I won't tell That's you great. what it is, but it started out as pew, and then I realized that it needed another, and then I realized that that another step included t, and then I thought it's poot. Yeah. But you got to say pute. Pute.
0: You got to say pute.
1: It's cute pute. Um, we... What other things? Like, just a ton... I mean, meetings every single week. Yeah, so
0: we do it... No, we do a stand-up meeting every day.
1: I know, but, like, our... Monday meetings. So yeah, yeah. Mouth.
0: yeah we, we just, we over communicate. We try and plan out more than we should and we're gonna do even more than that next year. One of the big focuses that this year was just getting you back into the fold of working and I'm feeling comfortable and confident. And then I think we've, in a couple different occasions, gone too far on too many hours worked and we don't wanna do that. So we're really trying to look forward in 2020 of getting ahead of ourselves, reducing the amount of things that pull out at our attention at any given moment and saying, This month is X. And that's why we're saying our podcast is not coming back until March. Because as much as we want to bring it back in January when it's exciting, oh, it's a new year, it's not going to fit in our timeline because we're only going to be pushing other things back that are going to lead to more hours worked, more time, more stress. I'm
1: really proud of us because at the end of November, we had this great idea for bringing the podcast in January. We were going to do a whole campaign around it. Yay, yay, yay. We did one of our processes. We sat down and we said, what would it take to actually execute on that? And it would take us working our butts off in December and probably burning out. And as we learned this year, that's bad. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. That is what we are trying to avoid. So I think what we've learned from all of this, A, was we just did our kind of year in review. All of those different decisions, step by step by step not having some grand vision that we were trying to work towards. We were just trying to keep ourselves afloat and operating on a month-to-month basis because sometimes when life kicks you in the teeth, that's what you have to do. And we were still able to grow the business from $7,000 a month to $13,600 a month, which is on our way to our enough number. And we're really proud of that, like really proud of that. And um, I think next year, our goal is to continue to search for ways that we can Um, sell Wandering Aimfully the coaching in a more sustainable ongoing way. So we have some ideas about that. It's to stay really, um, focused and to plan way ahead.
0: Yep. Yeah. We want to get ahead of ourselves. I think we also really want to push ourselves to do some creative things, but we have to figure out where those fit in and how they fit into the overall vision because while well, it's great to do the shiny and fun stuff, if the business is not running efficiently, smoothly, growing the way that we want intentionally, uh, let's, you throw a, gotta a the, thing in there. we got to get the
1: longevity up a little bit before we can do the legacy.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, hope this was helpful for you to see the 10 things that really helped us grow our business in 2019 while having the roughest year of our lives together. Uh, we were able to come through. I'm very proud of you for navigating an incredible incredibly difficult year health wise thank
1: you i'm really sincerely grateful for you and all that you did for me this year and i think that you know all of this is a lot in part to you and the fact that you kept it going while i wasn't able to and
0: that's why we're a good team i know and it was
1: very it was a year of confirming why we decided to combine businesses in the first place and why we decided to become a team Because because we are better to get her
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, Yeah, so we were actually, one of the notes that we have here was we were gonna go over our 2019 and year in review numbers, but I'm gonna skip that. I'm actually gonna say, if you wanna get that, you can get it in our unboring coaching program because we're gonna do a reflect and project uh, is our next coaching session, which is really exciting because we're kind of cleaning up 2019, setting you up for an awesome 2020, and you don't even know that I'm gonna do this, but Next year with our podcast, we're going to be our own podcast sponsor and we're going to do something fun in every episode and we're going to, I'm going to test it here. I'm going to test it here.
1: You didn't tell me that.
0: I know. So one thing that we're going to do is in our podcast, promote our own unboring group coaching because we're not going to do sponsors next year and you can get $50 off the first month of coaching and we're gonna give you a promo code. So if you've listened this far, if you've been thinking about joining Wandering Fleet in some capacity, this all sounds great, you're really excited, you wanna kind of get on board, get ready for the PSC new year. you can
1: join before the December session, yeah. which is next You'll week.
0: You'll also get it if you were to watch this after and whatever. Uh, so what promo code do you want to use? You
1: didn't decide already? No,
0: I was gonna give it to you.
1: I think we should go with the OG.
0: All right. All right, go for it.
1: You know how to spell it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so use promo code CASPER. C-A-S-P-E-R. It'll be up on screen for you to get $50 off your first month. And yes, that is a nod to Casper Mattresses being a sponsor of so many podcasts. We're not going to do sponsors, but we are going to maybe use some of those names as our own promo codes. So,
1: which is silly, but I then I thought to myself, like, oh, it is a little bit like um, free promo for them. So we have to we have to vet these oh, yeah. companies. Yeah, we, have we, to, do. we have to good make, to make sure. sure they're good Our ones. friends
0: use a Casper Mattress and they love it, so it's fine. Uh, so just go to wanderinggamefleet.com slash join. Uh, if you're ready to check out, you can use the promo code Casper and that will get you $50 off your first month. And it's actually off either coaching or Game Flea Unlimited. So you can choose whichever you wanna do. And we're gonna promote our own coaching program because we are so excited about it. We've seen so much awesome progress in the first couple months. Our members are loving it and we are loving you guys. If you are a Wandering Flea person whatever level it is that maybe you've joined us on this journey we are so grateful for you one of the things that has helped us grow this business is people like you being there staying there talking about the community showing up sharing your journey as well and we just love it we love you guys uh, we really do every day especially me i look forward to getting up and interacting with our community helping being there listening watching i look uh, forward just to really getting fun. up
1: and creating stuff for you guys so yeah. Um, we appreciate you so much, and we hope that this podcast episode, while um, it it uh, satisfied that little bit of, oh, what have Caroline and Jason yeah. been up Where to? Where are they? But we also hope that it gave you ten really kind of practical things that you can look at in your own business, and you know. I I don't wish this upon anyone, but should you come upon a year that was really tough, like this year was for us, just know that not only can you survive, but you can actually thrive at the end of it, so.
0: Yeah, all right, well, thanks for watching or listening. We'll be back with consistent video slash podcast content in March, maybe a couple little videos trickled in there if we find the time. But otherwise, we appreciate you. Uh, if you haven't already, leave a review on whatever podcast you, app you use or just subscribe on YouTube, tell a friend.
1: That's and happy it. holidays, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. We'll see you.